0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Work Friends Podcast, where we bring meaningful conversations to you. I'm Jen Brubaker, and I'm here with my co-host, work and real friend, Ainsley Stanley. This season, we are inviting you to experience Rhythms of Grace, a season dedicated to discovering spiritual disciplines and learning together how to connect with God and enjoy being in His presence more.
1: Today on the podcast, we have Jason Erb, a staff member of Youth Limited YFC in Waterloo, Oxford. This is our first episode tackling
0: a spiritual rhythm, and today we are talking about simplicity and slowing down. Jason has an amazing story of how he experienced God's invitation to slow down that provided opportunities for healing. The hardest thing about practicing rhythms for everyone, including us, is probably time. This practice considers how we spend our time and calls us to a less hurried lifestyle that gives us the margin to be the people we were created to be. I pray your blessing over this conversation. I pray for Jason that you give him peace. And yeah, we give this to you. And may this be an act of worship to you today. We love you. Amen. Amen. Well, welcome, Jason. This is so fun. Um, yeah, coming all the way from Waterloo, Oxford. So thanks for Long making drive. the trek to horse and buggy I made. <laughs> the tractor's out on the road. Yeah, they slow down the commute, they do. <laughs> Yeah, well, thank you so much for joining us. We today are going to be diving into the, I think this is like one of our first spiritual practices that we're diving into of simplicity and slowing down. So you are the first one, which we're super excited for.
2: (laughs) We'll see how excited you are by the end. Uh, I'm honored and excited to be here with you. Yeah.
0: Well, to start things off for people to get to know you a little bit better, we're going to have some fun facts. So um, how would you spend a free day?
2: Yeah, free day for me, and and it's funny because actually Tuesday of this past week, like of this week, uh, was one of those types of days. And uh, so I started off with uh, an eleven kilometer run in the morning, um, <laughs> and, I, and I, you laugh, yes, I'm one of those weirdos. Um, and then uh, and then I ended up playing some golf with a, a young man who uh, I've been mentoring for a while, and so that was pretty sweet. And then came home from that to have uh, dinner with my family and hang out with them. So that's to me a pretty sweet day apart from, again, when you're at the cottage or whatever, you know, spending time at the beach, et cetera. But, uh- mm. Those are, those are pretty sweet days Nice mm-hmm.
0: I remember the first time I think maybe you posted Something on Facebook Of like Beautiful morning For a 15 kilometer run I'm like <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just applaud you Because yeah. man That takes so much it, yeah. Runners are another Like my dad runs And sometimes And he'll always get up Real early to run Because mm-hmm. he likes to do it Before my mom wakes up mm-hmm. And sometimes I will literally Get out of bed And I'll get a notification On my phone And it's like <laughs> Dad ran 15 kilometers And I was like I drank a glass of water <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
2: yeah we're we're like we're strange there's no question but but again it it, it's a good way to start the day and yeah um yeah the endorphins that's one of the reasons right so Mm -hmm. it's my happy spot
0: yeah Mm -hmm. good stuff (laughs) if you could have dinner with three people dead or alive who would they be
2: so as i was you know considering this question um of course right off the off the bat jesus right right (laughs) (laughs) but aside from jesus three people i would definitely say my wife um who i've been married to for 26 years. Um, and then I lost uh, my best friend about four years ago um, from ALS. So mm. I would definitely want to hang out with him some more. And then Bono from the band U2. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm a big <laughs> fan of the band. Um, they've they've sta- stayed relevant for many years. And so I feel like Bono's a pretty interesting uh, person. It would be fun to sit with him. So.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Cool. What is your favorite beverage?
2: Uh, that's an easy one. I love chocolate milk.
0: Oh so after a long
2: hard run, uh, man, I just find it yeah, just replenishes the uh, energy stores pretty uh, pretty well. Yum, um, it's refreshing. Oh yes. <laughs> I apologize for people who are dairy you know dairy sensitive, <laughs> dairy free. Right? I know. I know. I have one young man that I work with uh, ran for me at the high school uh, cross country and track and field, and he's found out that he's sensitive to it. And oh. That's why he was having issues, with, you know, with his stomach. So yeah. uh, he, he As I shared my more what, what I was going to have after my run, he was like, I can't oh, do that no. anymore. I'm like, sorry, but
0: Hey, but you know what? My sister, <laughs> shout out to Evie Manor, they make, like, they have Guernsey uh, cows, and it's like A2 milk or yes, whatever the technical. I've heard that. So,
2: I've heard
0: that. And it's good stuff. Yeah, I can okay. have that stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Nice, so, nice
2: little shameless plug there. Right? Yes, absolutely. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Chuckle milk, though, love it. Oh, uh, yes. Um, Where's the best place you've been to?
2: Um, as I considered that, um, Rockridge Canyon which yes. you both attended <laughs> yes. right yes. beautiful spot mm-hmm. um and uh, pei canmore um you know those, those are some of the places that i've been that are mm-hmm. just incredible gorgeous mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: love it we do live in a beautiful country we do yeah
2: so much diversity a lot yeah. of beauty there yeah Absolutely.
0: if you weren't working at yfc what would you be doing
2: yeah, for that, um, the, the part that most, um, yeah, that I'm most passionate about with what I do is, again, spending time with people. Um, I love to listen. So uh, I'd probably want to be doing something like guidance counselor, mm. um, life coach, uh, just spending a lot of time with people and helping them figure out what they want to do, um, what they're trying to achieve. Um, Yeah, that's what I get excited about, that sort of Mm. thing. So Mm. that's what I do, probably. And so it's very similar to what I get to do, right? So it's a pretty sweet gig. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Mm. Well, aside from those fun facts, tell us about yourself and what life looks like for you.
2: Yeah. So my wife and I live in Baden. Um, I have three daughters who are 21, 19, and 17. And so they're a lot of fun. They're pretty awesome. And, uh, and then again, yeah, just a lot of working in the local high school in the community, um, spending a lot of time with people, because that's my passion. And um, so mentoring young leaders, uh, those are some of the things that, uh, and of course, uh, I do run. (laughs) I have things that I do, uh, you know, uh, also that way reading and that sort of thing. So Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah, that's me. Cool. Mm -hmm.
1: So, we're going to dive in today to the spiritual practice of, like, simplicity Mm -hmm. and slowing down. And I feel like I remember, it must have been Natalie had said that sometimes you'll do, like, spiritual retreats and you'll just do them at home. And I was like, wow, that— it's a disciplined man, like <laughs> wow. And I mean, I feel like I can relate to you sometimes slowing down. I mean, I I can slow down and stop as long as I'm like able to watch something or listen to something or do some <laughs> chores <laughs> while I listen to a podcast. So like, my slowing down isn't always really actually that good of it. So, um, just to kind of start off, like, how would you kind of define this practice? What does it look like?
2: Yeah. Um, so, I think probably the 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 Way that I would define it, and it was interesting, even as we were praying, uh, the word uh, was used declutter. Mm. Um, my wife is a professional organizer, that's what she does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I what she that. gets excited about is going into people's homes and help, helping them to get rid of things they no longer use, uh, set up systems, um, you know, shelving, etc., that you know takes the things that they do have and make them organized that it's easy to find the home that things should return to. And uh, so, I think you know, to kind of use that metaphor, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm very much a, a person who uh, is visual, right? Um, so to me, it's decluttering our heart and our mind, um, decluttering, um, you know, making space in our lives for something better, right? Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I so relate to that. Um, I find myself um, comfortable when I'm busy and active and doing a lot of things. And um, but when that's the case, um, sometimes I can leave very little margin um, for time with God. <laughs> um, sometimes also where I'll be very busy in doing things and be missing some amazing relational opportunities that there would be as well, right? So, um, yeah, it's just pulling, pulling away, pulling away from the things that are screaming for our attention.
0: Mm hard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> absolutely. Especially depending on how you're wired, right? Yeah. Like if you're an extrovert like myself, um, my first choice is to go and spend time with people. And again, doing things, right? I love running, watching something, you know, absolutely. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a battle.
0: Mm-hmm. It is a battle. Yeah. And I think too, because like none of those things that you've listed are like bad Exactly. Right. It's not like spending time with people. Ooh, you better not do that. <laughs> right. Um, you
2: horrible man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Running. Ooh. But
0: um, yeah, it really is. I, I like that definition of like decluttering your your mind and your soul, because we are really good at accumulating stuff, not just like material things, but also to just in our mind and in our hearts and. Um, yeah, so where do you see this in scripture, this spiritual practice of simplicity and slowing down?
2: Yeah, so there's three scriptures, and I, there's there's a lot of scriptures, okay? Yeah. But three that came to me as I was preparing for this. And one that comes to me often is Luke five sixteen, where it says that Jesus often withdrew to lonely places. Mm. So I'm sitting here thinking if Jesus, <laughs> if God, <laughs> uh, you know, would— spend time with that sort of discipline, then I must (laughs) do the same sort of thing. Mm And, you know, again, uh, one of the benefits of being my age, now 50 years of age, half a century, (laughs) oh man, (laughs) it takes a bit to wrap your head around that. But as I look back um, in my life, the the seasons where I have flourished, the seasons where I've seen the greatest fruit, the seasons where um, I'm most authentic with people, uh, it always coincides with spending that time in the presence of the father. Right. Mm. When I neglect that, I am not my best self. Mm. It's as simple as that. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, another scripture that came to mind, um, is Luke 10 38 to 42. And it says, uh, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he had to say. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that she had to make. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. And it's interesting because... um at first, when I first read that, I felt kind of shame and guilt. It's like, man, why am I such a Martha personality, Mm. right? Like, Mm. I'm screwing up. I'm such a mess. And, you know, in reflecting on that and meditating on that scripture and the time that I've uh, had since that point, God's really shown me that, you know, if I get first things first, if I sit at the feet of Jesus, like Mary, He's going to give me instruction and direction so that the way he's wired me, which has a lot of energy and passion, once I get good instructions from him, then I can go and do those things. Mm. And I've had times in my life where I had it backwards. Mm. (laughs) I go Mm. around and do a bunch of things and say, Lord, please bless this, right? And it's like, oh, God, help me. Help Mm. me to sit at your feet, find out what you really want me to be participating in. And then knowing that once I have that clarity, then yeah, go with the energy and the enthusiasm and the passion Mm. that God's Mm. wired into my uh, inner being, you know, Uh that's kind of the way I roll. So, Uh and then the last one, of course, Psalm 46, 10, be still and know that I'm God, right? Uh Like there's something about stillness. Um, It's, it's crucial. (laughs)
1: Yeah. yeah. It's, I, I find it, I mean, it's, it's like. It makes sense, even though it's like not really a coincidence of like how many books have come out in the last few years that are like what we have over there sitting on the side of the room, like a a stack of the ruthless elimination of hurry and some of these things. And, um, you know, even I think he talks about like the idea of like we used to sort of live and rest by the sun and Mm. now we don't care. Like we're just (laughs) all around the clock doing whatever and all these things and how God is really designed us to be able to do these things. And like you said, like, if even Jesus modeled this, Mm -hmm. oh, it's so convicting because it's so hard. My mom has been trying to tell me since I was like 11 years old to slow down. (laughs) But um, yeah, how do you sort of practice this? Like, what does your your practice look like? Right.
2: And I I just wanted to comment really quickly there too, because I I relate to what you shared in terms of some of the guilt and shame that we feel Mm -hmm. if we are an individual who is very energetic and has a lot of passion and enthusiasm and likes to be active, right? Like, I think sometimes individuals like that, right, um, can end up feeling badly about that. And I don't think like that scripture, as an example, I don't think, you know, it wasn't that Jesus was shaming her, saying, what is it the, what is wrong with you? Like, I'm sure Jesus was quite uh, thankful that she put preparation in as they sat around the table and ate a meal, right? Like mm-hmm. it doesn't just happen, at least not at my home, right? <laughs> There's a lot of preparation that goes into having a meal. So it's not that that's not important. It's just first things first, mm-hmm. right? And um, so, so yeah, so for myself, um, I'm I'm a morning person. OK, so I'm one of those people that, you know, you mentioned about, you know, even your dad and how much running he might do. Um, you know, it's uh, one of those things I like I'm typically up a asleep in for me. Right. Wow. So I know it's crazy. I don't I, I don't choose it. I don't set an alarm. Mm-hmm. It's an internal alarm that goes off. <laughs> um and so because of that, um, no one in my family is crazy like me. So I have a lot of quiet time in the morning. So that's what works best for me. It was interesting. I met with a young man uh, earlier this week that I just started to mentor and he was talking about practicing this very thing. Like it's, I love how God mm-hmm. orders our steps. Right. And he is very much a nighthawk. Like we have almost opposite <laughs> schedules. Right. And so he's like, yeah, for me to start off in the morning and have that quiet time and have it be like effective. He's like, that's not going to happen. So I was like, well, you know, think about it. And I know there's studies that the things that you're focused on right before you go to bed, they're percolating in your mind all through the night. So like, hey, if you're wide awake at that time, spend that time. And you know, we talked about, you know, you could listen to a podcast. Um, you know, Bible app has audio, like you can listen mm-hmm. to the word, right? So he said he often would be listening to things as he's going to sleep. Well, it's, hey, put on some scripture, mm-hmm. right? So, um, but for me, it's definitely in the morning, um, you know, again, just finding a, a quiet space. And I want, I want to just say first off that this is, you know, not an easy thing for me. It, mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest things that happened for me in the pandemic is, you um, God used that season because it was difficult for me. I I, I did not enjoy that space, um, but really helped me to see that there's some things from my past that are impacting me in terms of my ability to be intimacy with or to be intimate. Sorry, to be intimate with Him and to be intimate with people. Right. Mm. And so you know what this is really all about is taking that time. And I was even reflecting as I was driving here that one of the things I really struggle with is sharing my feelings with God and with other people. I can talk uh, all day long, <laughs> but when it starts getting into those things about how I feel, mm. um, and even as I was driving here reflecting on that, I think it's there's been times where I felt it was minimized, right? Somebody didn't really take the time to hear what I was trying to say, and I felt like they brushed it aside, right? So, you know, I'm just being really authentic. And mm-hmm. so I find that um, and I, you know, I'm continuing to meet with my counselor because I want to get more into this place of, again, recognizing intimacy with the Father is crucial mm. for, you know, just my my being, right? Um, and, you know, again, like Jesus said, apart from him, we can do nothing. So if I you know, neglect or rush. And that's often my thing, right? It's like, okay, let's do this thing. I know it's a good thing. Let's get her done. And then I can go do my stuff, mm. right? And again, like I start to see this thing happen where I'm not as authentic with people, and I'm pulling away from people, you know. Mm-hmm. And
0: mm-hmm.
2: that's not that's not what I mm-hmm. want to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's crucial, mm-hmm. absolutely. And even preparing for this uh, today was just a good reminder again and an opportunity to reflect and say, hey, you know, how are you doing in this area, Jay? Mm-hmm. Right. So
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how has it changed for you, kind of over the years? Like, because obviously being a dad. Down- and, you know, even you think about, like, pandemic versus, like, leaving that season a little bit of, like, seasons change. So what would you say, like, how is that wrestle of finding time for this looked like over the years?
2: And to be honest with you, I would say the wrestling has only increased. Mm. And so I think the reason that, you know, even uh, as I consider, you know, the audience, the people who might be listening, um, I would assume a number of them would be younger. <laughs> um, I have found that, you know, once I had a house and a mortgage, once I had children, you know, there's there's more things that are vying for my attention. Mm. And if, uh, often it can feel like there's more things at stake. Um, as a dad, like I, th- I think um, the way that God's wired us, uh, you know, kind of as provider and protector. Um, I find myself worrying more. My Mm -hmm. potential to worry is a lot greater Mm -hmm. now Mm because I do have that house and I have a mortgage that we have to pay. And I have three daughters who next, you know, next year I'll have three daughters in university, right? Like there's times where I can get there and go, Oh, right. And start Mm -hmm. to feel worried and anxious and nervous. And, um, so again, I think, um, it's become more of a challenge, right? I have to be very, very intentional to not neglect that. Because again, when I think of clutter for me, clutter would be anxious thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um just doing things that are idle, you know, like sometimes uh, if things are especially are more challenging and difficult, I can go to this place of just distracting myself. Right. And, and, and again, I know I'm not alone in this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if we've ever lived in a season, again, I've been here for 50 years. I feel like the distractions, the availability of distractions are so much greater mm-hmm. <laughs> than when I was a teenager. Like, the amount of things you can get distracted by, right? Like our phones, like that is (laughs) right there in your hands. Just an incredible opportunity. Well, I don't know if incredible is the right word, but Mm -hmm. a a real opportunity to just have all these things clutter our hearts and our minds. And then when we have our God who speaks with a still small voice Mm -hmm. to suddenly not hear that Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then reap, you know, kind of have the repercussions that come from that, you Mm -hmm. know, so. Mm.
0: Yeah. Huh
2: <laughs> <laughs> Some food sitting, for thought, eh? Yeah,
0: I'm, like, I'm sitting here, I'm like Jennifer, you need to reassess where you're at right now. And that's okay, right? Like I yeah. think there, I mean, there's a lot of grace. Like, and I really mm-hmm. appreciate what you said about um like I would be more on the introvert side mm-hmm. of things. Okay. Um, but like like I don't need to after this conversation, I don't need to spend time by myself because I'm to like my people tank is maxed out. Right. Right. But, um, yeah, I really appreciate what you said about like, I don't need to change who I am and how God has wired Mm -hmm. me. And yet, because of the way that I'm wired, I know I need to do certain things to make sure that I'm practicing simplicity and practicing slowing down, not for the sake of practicing those things, but for Mm -hmm. the sake of, yeah, like being loved and known by, or stepping into those spaces to intentionally hear from him. Um, So you said that mourning is really important for you, Mm -hmm. but what are some of those other like practical things that you do to intentionally practice simplicity and slowing down? Um, like I think of, yeah, John Comer's book, he talks about, he has like a list of, I don't know how many things of like things I do to slow down. Mm-hmm. One of them was literally like, I choose to intentionally drive in the slow lane. Like I won't mm-hmm. pass people or at the grocery store, I choose the longest line intentionally so that it like forces me to slow down every time. Are you going to do that? No. <laughs> but anyways, I would love to hear some more practical things that you do to kind of, again, like paint a uh, picture for people who've never maybe heard right. about this practice.
2: Absolutely. And it's interesting because you talked about feeling maybe some conviction. Well, even for me, I'm like, I never go in the slow lane, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> and my wife teases me and it's the truth, right? That like everything more or less is a race, you know, yeah. and I'm wired that way. Like I love to to do road races because I'm trying to run faster. Now, mind you, now that I'm in my 50, right? It mm. doesn't happen anymore, yeah. but there's this part of me that's just determined to do faster or better. And so just what you shared, it's like, oh, wow, what would that look like? (laughs) Right? Um, But yeah, I think, um, again, what I find is if I get that morning time, right, I find that through the day, I just tend to be more sensitive to the voice of God. Um, And so I find that often what he'll have me do because I'll be off. and, And I can honestly say this, the most, profound ministry opportunities in my life always happened when I was on my way to something else. And in fact, you look at Jesus, how many times, right? Blind Bartimaeus, he was on his way somewhere. Mm -hmm. And Bartimaeus is like, hey, you know, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Mm -hmm. he could have kept going. I'm like, everything that Jesus was doing was significant and important. But he called the man to him. And so um, I think that's part of it, like through the day to just say those little prayers, you know, I'm walking through the hall and it's like, okay, God, who needs to know that you love them today? You know, who needs someone to just listen to them? Who needs someone to spend, right? Um, and I think that is the part that helps me to not get so caught up in my own world and my own plans, right? It was interesting. Um, I heard a, a message a couple weeks back and the person was talking about humility and what it looks like. And they were saying, it doesn't mean um, thinking less of yourself. It means thinking of yourself less. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> right? And, and so, you know, as I go into this new season, right? Because the summertime is a lot easier for me to cultivate a slower pace, right? When we get back into the high school again, it is going, and I often tell people in terms of the rhythm of my life, it's like from September to December, it is just full bore Mm (laughs) ahead. You have like a week and a half to kind of recover. And then you have from January to March break, and then you got a bit of time there to recover. Mm -hmm. And then the crazy one, the one that's just (laughs) ridiculous in terms of pacing tends to be that one, from March break until the end of June. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to change that, right? It's it's just the way it is with trying to coach and doing things in the school and having kids at school, right? Like it's the way it is. Um, so in those seasons in particular, you know, having those little checks during the day Mm -hmm. (laughs) and saying, okay, God, it's busy, Mm -hmm. you know, but what are you, what are you up to? Like, what Mm -hmm. do you have planned for my day? Help me to think of myself less in my own plans, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I haven't tried that driving in the slow (laughs) slow lane or going in the longest line. (laughs) Ask my wife. She would probably have just split her sides (laughs) laughing here (laughs) in that one.
0: (laughs) It was so interesting. I did it for a little bit and even to like driving, I'm like... Yesterday I was driving up here and I was Mm -hmm. a little bit late because I was stuck behind a tractor and I couldn't pass, but I'm like, I found myself being a little anxious and I'm like, it's okay, Jen. Like it's actually okay. You know, people are honking or whatever. It's like, we're not going to be in a hurry. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Good for you.
2: Good for Uh, you. I think you need to mentor me a little bit.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a perfected practice. It's a practice. I was going to say,
2: none of this is perfected for me either. Right. That's really crucial. Uh, Often my wife, you know, people will say, Oh, you're a professional organizer. Your house must be just like immaculate and perfect. She's like, I'm a professional. I'm not perfect, right? So <laughs> it's a good oh, reminder. Good. <laughs> it's not perfect, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I had this enlightenment the day. I was like, I'm very patient with people, but I'm not very patient online. Mm. Um <laughs> People ask me the patient. I'm like, mm, it really depends because then yeah. when I'm driving in construction, like Jen said, it's uh, maybe less patient person in those, mm. those I'm not times very
2: patient in those times. Places. Ask yeah. my family. <laughs> 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 well, even with
0: simplicity too, right? Like during COVID, online shopping... So accessible, mm. so accessible, yeah. right? Mm. And it's like, hmm, am <laughs> I it, like I cleaned up my closet almost every season? Mm-hmm. And I'm not, not because like I, I'm i intentionally not buying anything new unless mm-hmm. I absolutely need it this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but all in that name of like simplicity, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can actually live with a lot less than you actually think, mm-hmm. and it actually does
1: something to us, like it actually mm-hmm. affects
0: us how much we have. Yeah. Um, anyways. That's yeah. my offside tangent. Yeah. yeah cool. I that's saw
1: cool. something, an article, and it was kind of funny. I guess, like, Amazon is having trouble keeping up with mm-hmm. all the orders that they're getting because they always, like, like for the last couple of years, like, except for, you know, some of the certain things, like, but, like, same-day shipping, one-day shipping, two-day shipping, they've been very popular for and People will get whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And they put out a thing basically saying, we can't keep up with all these orders Um, And so they're giving, like, higher priority in Mm -hmm. same-day, next-day shipping type stuff to, like, baby supplies and, like, certain things that they've deemed as more important. Right, kind of more essential things. People were raging, (laughs) like, absolutely, like, getting so upset, you know, you need to hire more people. Like, people are, are, like, losing their minds on the internet Mm -hmm. about it, and it's like, what does this say about – our hearts as society that Mm -hmm. you know shipping that takes three days or four days Mm -hmm. still can get to you this week is like enough that people are getting like actually angry because we're just so used to everything happening that quickly Mm -hmm. um yeah I feel like Jesus has something to say about that because life was very different and yet he had so many demands and like yeah I think it's a bit of a Virus is such a buzzword now, but like you know what I mean? It's kind of this virus of like when we yeah. get so addicted to having everything be fast and come to us fast, and you never have to wait, and you never have to stop. Like mm. you could fill your minds and hearts and times, and have everything happen so conveniently. So it, it really is like a very countercultural thing to actually work against that. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: And it's interesting too, because you make that point. And, you know, when you think um, of the way that God's, you know, set up our world, uh, some of the things that are most valued are things that took a long time. Like Mm -hmm. I think of a diamond, incredible pressure, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think about, you know, I'm a father of three girls, right? Could you imagine if after five months, I'm like, okay, enough of this waiting. Like, I just want to see this child. It's like, let's plan a C-section, right? Like, you you know, like, Mm -hmm. a pardon, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's not helpful for that little child, right? Like, you know, and, and so absolutely, I couldn't agree more with you. And, you know, so even as you shared that, like, what is it that has me struggle to wait in line or go in the slow, slow uh, lane is this part of me saying, it's really important that I get to where I need to go. My time's really important. So, you know, often I'll leave with just enough time, right? Because it's like, I don't want to use a whole lot of time to be driving, right? I want to be able, because I got this and this and this still planned for today. So, you know, it's it's good to have conversations like mm. this, right? Because mm. there's healthy conviction. And again, it's not right? Like if, if we come away from these things with shame, right? That's, Mm -hmm. that's not God's uh, Mm -hmm. intention for us. But if there's some conviction and we make some adjustments and changes in our Mm -hmm. life and we declutter some things that he is specifically pointing out to us, Mm -hmm. think of the extra space that's available Mm -hmm. for, you know, just his presence, right? Yeah. So.
0: And I wonder how much this, of all this is just like, Admitting our limitations, like God is God and we are not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so often, mm-hmm. I'm speaking to myself, if I'm not aware of it, I often act like I am, yeah. like I am invincible, like I don't mm-hmm. need to rest well, like I can, whatever it is, when really that's not, mm-hmm. that's literally not true. Yes. <laughs> and
2: absolutely.
0: you saying, I really appreciate what you said about um, like, I am not my best self when I'm not spending time, that morning time for you specifically with yes. the Lord. And like, I would say the same is for all of us, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's so true. Like admitting that we are limited beings and God has actually shown us a way to
1: find rest.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's good. How have you found that God has formed you through practicing these things? Mm-hmm.
2: And actually, I just noticed one more thing. I want to read an excerpt from a book, and I'm going to share about this later in terms of helpful resources. Charles Swindle mm-hmm. has a book called Intimacy with the Almighty, and I found it uh, during um, you know the pandemic season, right? So it's like I, I knew that God placed this resource in my hands for a reason, and one of the things that he talks about, so there's four disciplines he highlights, and one of them is the one of solitude and simplicity. So, you know, when I knew that this was the theme right away, I thought of this, but this is a point he makes. And I think, um, it's a significant and important point. So, you know, just highlighting how important this is, right? He says, uh, an inner restlessness grows within us when we refuse to get alone and examine our own hearts, including our motives. As our lives begin to pick up the debris that accompanies a lot of activities and involvements, we can train ourselves to go right on, to stay active, to be busy in the Lord's work. Unless we discipline ourselves to pull back, to get alone um, for the hard work of self-examination in times of solitude, serenity will remain only a distant dream. How busy we can become, and as a result, how empty we mouth words but they mean nothing. We find ourselves trafficking in unlived truths. We fake spirituality and that you know so as you made that statement it was like yes i feel like that's a, a significant and an important point to make in that. So now mm-hmm. going back to uh, to the question which was again if you just remind me I just have just one of those how uh, has
1: god formed you through practicing yes. yeah.
2: And i would say you know any real significant um, character development has come through times of solitude it's Mm. usually been a combination of solitude and quiet and trials and difficulty and suffering Mm. (laughs) it's been you know because i'll have seasons where i'm going through difficulty and trial and suffering so as an example the pandemic for me that's how it felt okay um and there were times where i was in the midst of that where i would just keep myself busy just keep pressing on you know nose the grindstone right And then there were times where I would finally just slow down and be quiet. And then I would recognize these things that God was trying to show me and reveal. The reality is, is often we're not aware of those deeper things until struggles and trials and suffering come. Right. So I would say the combination of that and then these quiet times, um, you know, I find that probably the biggest thing is just revelation of truth. Um, So as an example, I think of, and I, you know, I also want to talk about, you know, in terms of like Lectio Divina um, and for people, you know, who would be listening, who are not familiar with it, old practice, um, you simply sit down with a passage of scripture, you read it, you meditate upon what it's saying. You contemplate what it means for you personally in terms of like uh, like we've been talking today, right? I already have some things. I don't know if I'm going to drive in the slow lane anytime soon. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> but some of those things in terms of conviction that, you know, something to, to maybe have change in our lives and then to pray about it, right? And um, so as an example, um, one of these times of using Lecture Divina. Um, it was actually as I was starting into Youth Unlimited um, and I was at Summer Institute and I was 30 at the time Um, and so I was looking around there was a lot of young people (laughs) <laughs> and uh and i was looking around and i was going man that person's so much smarter that person has more degrees that person's funnier that person's better looking that person has that cool ministry and i was looking around and i was like starting to think you know what why am i even considering doing this right i was pretty much you know i was in the middle of leader shaping and all that stuff and and so i sat down with uh, the scriptures and in um in Second Kings, uh, four, it was talking about Elisha and how he showed up to a woman's house and she was desperate. Her husband had passed away. Being an orphan um, and a widow in those uh, days was was a bad thing. And she was like, "We've run out of all of our resources. Um, we're now looking to have to sell our sons, you know, to be able to pay off the creditors." So she's desperate. And so Elisha says, "Hey, grab every container that you can find, every every uh, every empty container you can find, and bring it." into your house and lock the door behind you. And that little bit of oil that you have in your jar, begin to pour it. Like, can you imagine getting that instruction? It's like a little bit of oil is a little bit of oil, buddy. Okay. But (laughs) no, like they had enough faith to go and do it. So they found every available jar. And when they closed the door and they began to pour they filled up every jar that they had brought into that room, right? And so I remember reading that and, uh, you know, where I'm like, God spoke so clearly to me and he said, Jay, you feel like you have just a tiny little bit to offer. But if you take that tiny little bit that you have to offer – I'm going to bring a lot of empty people into your life. And if you just continue to just pour in faith on a daily Mm -hmm. basis, right? You know, and so um, I went from this place of incredible discouragement, feeling like, why am I here? What am I doing? I should give up. This is pointless. To all of a sudden going, okay, God. Uh, we can do this, right? Mm-hmm. So there's just one example of, uh, you know, just w- one of those times and, you know, just spending that time and hearing from God and having it pour just life in and then, you know, because of that through me, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's pretty powerful. Yeah. hmm
0: cool. mm mm-hmm. Um, I would love, I'm super curious. What are some resources that have been really helpful for you as you have continued to learn and grow about simplicity and slowing down? Mm
2: -hmm. So I would say, um, you know, some of the, the ones like obviously the one resource I talked about this intimacy with, with the almighty, uh, Mm -hmm. the one that I've been reading more recently. Uh, again, has just helped me to to recognize some of the areas that I struggle when it comes to intimacy with a father because I do I have mm-hmm. I have some struggles and you know some of it goes back to my upbringing. There were times when I tried to um, share some of my concerns and my needs with my parents where they didn't come through. Like and again, mm-hmm. it's not to dishonor them, but mm-hmm. um, there's no question that. Uh, I see certain things that kind of trigger me in my life, and then I suddenly go into this thing where I pull back from people, I isolate, I try real hard to take care of it myself, right? Um, so you know that's been a really good. Uh, I highly recommend uh, that book, Intimacy with the Almighty, um, and then Lectio Divina has been really helpful for me. That's another resource. Practicing that, uh, the Bible app, right? So when you talk about our phones and having things accessible, it's incredible the amount of things that are available to us, right, um, right at our fingertips in terms of different studies that we can take, some of the different topics we might be struggling with, uh, themes that we could, uh, you know, kind of consider and that sort of thing. And then uh, as I was also kind of walking through this, uh, you know, in preparation and studying that sort of thing, I came across... Um, it's called practicingtheway.org. Oh, yeah. Are you familiar with that?
0: Yeah. like mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like John Mark Homer's
2: stuff. Isn't okay, it? yeah. So like Bridgetown Church, Oregon. I don't yeah, know much yeah, yeah, about yeah. it. It was just a, a fairly new, fairly recent thing that I came across. but. They have like things outlined in terms of like practicing solitude and practicing it in community. Like I it was, I was just really impressed. Uh, did some research, heard some of the messages, and it was very solid. So, um, thinking that you know, in the future, I wouldn't mind working through that maybe with my family or with some youth that I'm working with or young people that I'm mentoring. It's just really solid, uh, solid resource that they mm-hmm. have available. Right. And then again, uh, you know, another important part, uh, is, you know, ac- accountability, which I find in the mentors that I have, mm-hmm. you know, they ask good questions, um, and, uh, they're, they're sensitive to, uh, to the Holy Spirit. So, you know, there's, there's some of the seasons where I've been in a wilderness and I've just been, you know, kind of neglecting it. Like sometimes at my worst, seasons right when I'm pulling back from people from God um, you know obviously uh, I think people that get to know us well will be able to recognize that and because they love us and because we know that um, you know for them to uh to just kind of challenge us and say so how is that you know mm-hmm. what's what's God been saying to you recently you know how are, how are your quiet times with with the Lord and mm-hmm. and then to you know be honest mm-hmm. <laughs> in those seasons and say you know what they're not that great mm-hmm. I'm really struggling I'm finding myself um, you know kind of pushing pushing back, you know, and so.
1: Yeah. Um I just want to end off with asking our question that we ask every guest which mm-hmm. is what's the best piece of advice you've been given.
2: Yeah, well I was just going to say um in terms of, you know, probably one of the most powerful things that I heard uh from an individual was, was from someone called Frank Braun. I'm I'm assuming you've probably heard yeah. his name. And uh, I remember at one of the staff meetings I worked with Youth Unlimited 2001 to 2005 and then worked in a couple of youth pastor positions in area churches and then came back to the organization in Think 2018. I don't know. Anyway, somewhere in there. And, uh, but I remember one of the staff meetings uh, where Frank was sharing a devotion and he was encouraging us and he was, he was talking about, you know, some of the mornings where he would have, you know, quiet time before he would start to engage with, you know, uh, ministry partners, uh, youth, like all the different demands of his day. Um, he'd have these quiet times with the Lord. And and sometimes, you know, he felt like he was supposed to linger there, even though it was like kind of starting to encroach into, you know, his day and his timeline. And he, I just remember him saying that, you know, we, he was encouraging us not to kind of skimp (laughs) on, on those times. And I've always remembered that. And so as I was preparing in this, uh, that was one thing that came to my mind again. And, um, so yeah, this has been uh, a good experience for me too um, because again it's it's just a reminder of how crucial and how important this practice is mm. and uh, yeah, th- that I uh, have some things in my life that I need to declutter once again mm-hmm. so mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, it's a lifelong practice even mm. at 50 we're gonna it gives right? me like you said like against the the shame and sort of condemnation yeah. of those things of like we all are on like a journey of learning these things and learning together absolutely. from those things. So that's good. Well, I really appreciated this conversation and Sorry. just, uh, yeah, hear your wisdom and really just your story of these things of how really it's God shaping you and you sharing that. It's really good. Ainsley, you nailed it. Like this is all grace and mm-hmm. all like we're all on,
0: it's an ongoing journey. And absolutely. so, um, yeah, thanks for sharing your heart and mm-hmm. yeah, just being really open about how you've wrestled with this and some good practices that you, um, yeah, that you're disciplined in. And yeah, I hope it is encouraging to people listening to this mm-hmm. to, if you've never heard of like intentionally practicing um, simplicity and slowing down to just try one little thing mm-hmm. that forces you to take a step back from, yeah, the busyness of life. So do you mind if
2: I pray, I feel like yeah. I'm praying that yeah. there could mm-hmm. be someone who will listen, who is discouraged. Yeah. Is that okay? Yes. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this opportunity, God. I thank you for your word. Um, I thank you, God, for your gentle and compassionate um, leading and guiding in our lives. Lord, I thank you that you're such a good father. And so, Father, I I just uh, pray for the people who will hear this, uh, Lord, in the future. And God, you know exactly where they're at today. And I think, uh, you know, it came up in terms of, you know, some of the shame and condemnation that we can end up feeling. And I know for myself that when I step into um, those places – um, it, it often causes me to be paralyzed. So, you know, I just stay stuck. <laughs> and uh, so, Lord, if there's someone that's listening who's been in a, a dry season, um, a wilderness, um, you know, where some difficult things have happened in their life and they haven't understood why, because I know that's often been where I can get stuck. It's like, God, why didn't you show up? Why didn't you do something about this? Don't you care? And, uh, and so, God, I, I just pray if there's someone that's been paralyzed, and feeling stuck um, and wanting God to to grow in intimacy with you. Lord, I pray that God you would bring healing into their lives, that God you would bring a fresh revelation of who you are and just the good Father that you are and that you have been uh, calling their name and that you've been drawing them close. Um, God, I, I just come against shame, Lord, in Jesus mighty name. Father, I pray that you would, you know, the picture I'm getting is like um, when I was a little guy, you know, there would be points where I'd be just running, right? And then, it's always been a part of my life and I'd wipe out. And then, you know, my dad would come and kind of just, you know, wipe off the dust from my uh, my shorts and, and pick me up and, and fix up any kind of scrapes and bruises that I had. And that's the picture that I have, you know. So God, I, I just pray, Lord, that um, this, this message today would bring encouragement and it would bring uh, action. You know, what's one action step? What's one thing that needs to be decluttered? Um, Lord, I speak uh, just a blessing over anyone, Lord, who will be uh, listening to this, Father, that you bless them and keep them and make your face shine upon them, that you be gracious to them, and that, God, they would experience uh, fullness of peace as they take you by the hand and walk into this day. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Thanks so much for joining us as we practice Rhythms of Grace together. We'd love to hear what God is teaching you through this season. So please share your journey with us on Instagram or Facebook at Just Work Friends. And until next Monday, have a great week. A slow week. (laughs) A slow, unhurried week. A
0: simple week. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.